Hello, everybody. Chet Czar here once again for another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. 167. Episode 167. I can't believe it. I'm just going to keep going with this as long as people are listening. So who knows where we'll get. There's definitely plenty of artists I want to interview still. So uh, I, I bet we can get to... Well, we'll definitely get to 200, maybe 300, maybe 500. Who knows? We'll see where it goes. Uh, today is part two of uh, the Josh G episode, talking about social media for artists and um, how to run Instagram to promote yourself and market yourself and all that. His first interview on here is episode 110, and it's got more listens than any other episode we've done. So um, I thought it would be good to check in with him and see if things have changed in the world of social media, particularly regarding artists. And um, he's a, a, a fun guy to talk to and a really cool dude. So it was just a great conversation. And... Um, I like talking to him because about the, particularly about this subject because uh you know little th- you'll hear in the inter- in the interview little things just come up that you know things that he just thought of regarding social media and uh, when we converse about it it's really interesting so there are things that weren't mentioned in the first episode just through conversation and it's all valuable information. So uh, it was a fun conversation. I really enjoyed it. Love talking to Josh. And uh, yeah, so what's going on in my world? More of the same. It's June 15th or June 17th. So the month is more than half over and I still haven't started on Dystopia because I have these tool posters to finish that I thought were done. But the good news is I only have like three people left. So I think within that there are maybe five posters, and I'm going to do them today, Wednesday, the 17th. That means, in theory, tomorrow I should be able to start on Dystopia. And once I start, I'm not doing anything else for a month until I get this done. It might take longer than a month, but I'm putting everything off and getting this book done. And I'm not going to mention it Again, at least in this conversation. That's my, you know, it's the bane of my existence at this point. But it's kind of weird that it's being finished in the midst of all this turmoil in the world. Interesting, the way things work out. And uh, how's how's it going to influence the book? I don't know. Actually, I don't think it's going to influence the book because Dystopia is uh, more of a guidebook. And all the rules have already been set by the paintings that have been made. But this time will probably affect the storyline. You know, if it goes into a comic book or some other form of media. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, so, okay, let's get on with this. Let me say, tell, tell, uh, new subscribers, new subscribers. Uh, let's see. We got two new subscribers, Victor Roman, 
and Mark Roskopf. Thank you both for supporting the podcast. Also, Anna Perello and Christine Weird, Weird, W-Y-R-D. They both raised their pledges, so that's much appreciated. Now, if you want to join, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash darkartsociety and join for as little as a dollar a month and get entry to the the uh, website and the secret Facebook group. All these things we talk about in this episode as well. And become part of the community and support the podcast and keep it going. So uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else exciting. It's really not for me anyway. I'm just trying to get these damn posters done. Um, now let's just get on with the interview. This is what you came here for. You didn't come here to hear me talk. You came here to hear Josh G talk. So let's do it. Here we go. Part two of Josh G. Social media for artists. Hope you enjoy it. What's up, Josh? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. It's going good. Um, you know, same old, same old with me. Nothing too exciting, really. Yeah, nothing too exciting. I could probably, <laughs> I could probably do with getting outside and getting more exercise, but you know. Yeah, yeah I know. I haven't. Been, I mean, I've been walking the dog. That's my exercise, pretty much walking the dog. But I have been eating. I started eating really well, like two weeks ago. So I'm waiting to lose some fat. I keep looking. I think I'm I, like, I can't tell. It doesn't look like I, I lost anything, but I'm eating like barely <laughs> anything. I'm hungry all the time. I'm eating all these vegetables, and I think I went the opposite direction. Like, <laughs> I was going to the gym before lockdown, made a bunch of good progress, and then came home. The lockdown happened, and I was like, Yeah, you know what? It's cookies. <laughs> it's cookies for three months. Whatever. Yeah, right. It's hard, man. Um, yeah. So anyway, thanks for coming on. Uh, we, you know, I, I was just talking to you before we started recording. Your episode, I know it by heart, 110, <laughs> because so many people <laughs> ask me, or anytime Instagram comes comes up on any of the social media uh, pages, anytime people ask about, you know, how to use Instagram or how do you promote your stuff, I always go, just listen to episode 110 with Josh G on Dark Art Society podcast, because it is our most listened to episode, which is pretty cool. Um, crazy, crazy too. Yeah. <laughs> You're more famous. You're more popular than Brom. I know that's that makes me feel bad. I'm like, uh, go go listen to Brom stuff. He's amazing. <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah, He's great. But yeah, it's just you know, it just goes to show how uh, what a problem this is for artists. You know, navigating Instagram and 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 social media as far as promotion. It is a problem, and I think I think it's cool what you're doing, um, even if you're not talking to me about it, but other people. I've noticed that there's a lot of folks online that are kind of pushing this information out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some charge, some don't. But, you know, it's always amazed me how hardly any of it fits. You what know, do you mean? Always, what do you mean? Like there's like someone, you know, some of the, the, the myths, I guess, on social media. Oh, you can't right. do this. You can't do that. And like none of them are on the same page. And I'm always wondering in my head, like, where are you people getting this stuff? Like, yeah, you know. I think I mean, it's from other 
bloggers writing about it and just hearing it and then they, they kind of like parrot what they hear that's yep. why that's why you are so valuable to the community because you actually you know aside from doing having done it with the creep machine um instagram uh you you also you know work in that environment you know you kind of know you're in that culture so you kind of know basically i imagine there's like a certain logic about the way the way the mechanics of social media and the internet they are probably all kind of i imagine they follow like a certain logic that seems obvious to you because you're in it uh, a little bit, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of opportunities to like chat with people. Various lunches that happened before the, the lockdown, where you know people share tips and tricks. Mm-hmm. And I think most of it, honestly, was just kind of hit and miss, mm. just trying stuff. And you know, uh, when I did start the Creep Instagram, which is you know was a website way before that. Right. A lot of people, a lot of people that follow the Instagram think that's that where... that's always what it's been. Oh yeah, no, that's where we met, yeah. right? I'm sure that's where we know each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, I started that back in 2007, I think. Wow, is, that's crazy. crazy. That's, that's like, super crazy. That's only a couple of years after I, I really started kind of, I found my voice as an artist. It's like 2005 around, so it's like. Yeah, right, yeah. Right around I, the same time, amazing. Yeah, I was encouraged by one of my professors to start it, like, you know, to get going, which was really cool. Um, but, yeah, so along with that Instagram, there's probably been about 10 others I've started and just completely crashed into the ground Really? Yeah. Just, (laughs) you know, okay, it worked here. Let's see if I can get it to work over here. Um, You know, try the same tricks, try different ones. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, sometimes I'd be posting like similar stuff on, you know, multiple accounts just to see what it would do. So there was definitely like a lot. And I realized that's like asking a lot for artists to do. Hey, while you're drawing and painting <laughs> and taking care of your family. Yeah, and run, trying to make run, enough money to pay the bills. Yeah, yeah run like 10 Instagrams <laughs> and see what you do, you know. Uh, that's kind of amazing. Uh, yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea. Um, I, You know, I have gotten to a point where, okay, so a- after we did the episode with you and you get kind of laid it all out, which everybody, it's one episode 110, you want to hear it for the first time you know if you haven't heard it it's like it's all kind of laid out you could basically sit there with a pen and paper and write down all of josh's uh tips and so i i started doing you know uh i started doing all the things you said or most of them and i went if you remember i don't know if you remember but i was stuck at one hundred and seven thousand for like a year it would not move no matter what i did and I got up to 120,000. So it was like nice. a, it was like a year ago, I think, when we did the episode. It's been a year, I, I think. I think so. Yeah, it's been a while. Because I looked on uh, Skype and it said chatted one year ago. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, so I got that's a lot, you know, for, especially after being completely stagnant for like a year. And so yeah. I got up to 120,000, and I don't know if I just started slacking off. I think I start, what I started doing is, you know, I sort of settled on my seven, um, hashtags and I started posting once a day, maybe instead of twice a day. And I stopped really doing the stories, but it has been just like stuck now. It's stuck at 120,000. I made it to 121 and then I went back to 120, nine, uh, 950 or not 120,950. And it's like it just hovers around there, and I, I'm so 
fed up with it. I'm just like, fuck this. 120,000 people is a lot of people. Maybe that's just enough. You know, it's like not everybody's engaging anyway. And and one of the biggest points you made uh, on the the episode the other episode was that it's really more impo- more about engagement with the people that are there than it is yep. count. You know, the the friend count or the follower count. Yeah, and I think that still applies today. Mm-hmm. Um, is you know, I know it's kind of good. Like it's it's nice to look at that number, especially seeing that number change because it feels like you're growing. Right, you're reaching new people. But um, I, I think what social media has done really well is train people to constantly be chasing that. Right. Um, I notice people even chase it in hashtags, like a lot of conversations that come up or how many hashtags should I use? Right. Uh, it's rarely about like which which hashtags should I use? Mm. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like what are the most effective ones? So everyone's, right. I noticed that a lot of people are just really concerned with number mm-hmm. when I've seen artists that, you know, even, even like little curated kind of pages, like the creep is like, I've seen, you know, they have 20,000 followers and they have two times as many likes on each post as some of the bigger pages do. Wow. Yeah. And part of that is just because they're not really focused on the growing part. Right. They're focused more on how how does how do I make every post amazing? Right. Um, what can I do with the hashtags? How can I change them up? Don't worry about how many hashtags you're using. You know, one website says use nine, one says eleven. Uh, I think it's thirty max that you can use. Um, but I've seen profiles grow that have zero hashtags. Interesting. Wow. Just, you know, and they're relying on the people that are following them. But you'll right. notice they're also relying on people in the comments tagging their friends. Ah, okay. And that's how they're growing. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's, it's just it's so funny every time you talk about this stuff. I remember it was like this last time. It was like, oh, that's obvious, but it just didn't doesn't occur to occur to you, you know, unless you I guess are thinking about it too hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I kind of thought I could have sworn like, you know, since we did this last episode that they've changed the algorithm like two or three times or something and that you know there would be some kind of new way of interacting with it but from what we were talking about beforehand you were saying it's not it's kind of the same right well i mean i don't 100 percent know how the algorithm works but from understanding how it does i, I it's always changing i think it's always oh, kind of okay. changing and evolving and you know I, I know a lot of people chat about like the algorithm there's a an algorithm but i think it's also per person so how it affects me is different than how it'll affect you i can't i just can't i can't wrap my mind around it. <laughs> yeah i wish i had a i wish i had a really good analogy for it i'll probably think of one after we're done chatting i'll be like oh <laughs> right. um but it, it's based it it's based on how you and your fans are interacting with each other so if you have like let's say you know you had a thousand followers but every single solitary one of them is super engaged with you. They're like, dude, I love, I love your art. I'm commenting every time. I'm doing you know, the, the horns on the comment posts. I'm mm-hmm. liking. I'm sharing. The algorithm will cater to those people so that they're seeing your stuff more okay. rather than they're seeing other people's stuff. Oh, okay. So if those people are – if the same people are commenting on someone else that has more people commenting on it, they're going to get – pointed to the other person who's got more comments on their thread probably on their yeah. post yeah so the algorithm's constantly going to be changing so like if you know if someone wanted to test this they could like you know go to a fast food restaurant's 
Instagram page as if that's fun and, <laughs> and just comment on every single post, every post, share, uh, like, shoot it into their stories. It'll only take a few days, I, I imagine, or a week before all you're seeing is that fast food. Oh, wow. Post. Okay. And so it's really kind of, it, it's modifying itself based on your behaviors. And that happens to me when I'm going on, you know, Instagram as well. Like my wife and I are playing Last of Us on uh, PlayStation, mm-hmm. which is kind of this really cool kind of dystopian zombie game and stuff. And so I've been looking at art based on it, and I'm getting more and more art based on it. Wow. Okay. Okay. So it, it's basically just feeding. It's it's kind of like, you know, it, it knows that we're going to get addicted to something, so it just keeps feeding it to us. Right. Right. You know, and that's why I think it. What's what's the challenge is. How do I make it to where someone keeps interacting with me? Right. So it's yeah. like they're trying to addict us, and then we are trying to addict our followers in a way, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. It's 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 kind of a uh, it's very um, cannibalistic and ca- uh, capitalistic in a way. You know what I mean? It's very much that whole hierarchy thing. Exactly. And that's why I think, again, looking at like that number of followers, you know, you have 100,000 followers or whatever, those people, a a good portion of them, aside from the ones that just decided never to log in again, there's those people. I think the amount of time people are using Instagram is starting to go down. Hmm. Okay. Um, You know, there's other stuff going on in life. There's other things popping up, other social media like TikTok is popping up. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then you just have people in your followers feed that are just paying attention to other stuff. Right. And when that and when that happens, the algorithm caters to that. Wow. Yeah. And so you have to try to catch catch them back. And this is why, again, I think it's really, really important to focus on, you know, engaging with your fans, but also getting them off of Instagram onto a like a, a newsletter. Right. Something like that. Yeah. Because they are constantly moving around on that platform. And trying to kind of, you can't control it at all. Right. You know, you do your best, but I think the number one thing you can do is just is get them to where you can communicate with them one-on-one. And even if you got them on a newsletter, email, that doesn't mean they're going to open it. But at least you have a little bit better of a chance to kind of keep that communication going. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, that that's one thing that you built this amazing website for the Dark Art Society, and it's like, it's kind of just like sitting there waiting to be used because everybody's on, I can't get anybody off Facebook onto the website. So it's like everyone keeps going to the Facebook group. And um, I mean, we were, we were talking about this a little bit. It's like, I, I kind of want to just close that thing down on Facebook and say, you know what, this is where we're meeting now. You know, this is, this is the new Facebook page. It's essentially the same thing, except you're not getting a bunch of, you know, nightmarish political arguments all day long you know you have to sift through all this bullshit to get to the one page that people like or the one or one or two little groups they like you know so it's like yeah i i I really um and i know we you know we've talked about you wanted to do some adjustments to the site and and stuff like that the darkartsociety.com but um I, i i i'm not against just closing the thing down and getting people onto the website I'm so yeah. sick of it. <laughs> not that, not our group. I'm sick of Facebook in general. Oh no, I, I agree. I agree, and I'm still on there. I think I've actually made like a public announcement that I'm leaving like 20 times. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, like, right? <laughs> I know. I'm like that that movie standing by the door. Oh, I'm going now. Don't stop me. <laughs> um, 
but it, it's convenient. You know, you have other friends there. Mm-hmm. My mom finally learned how to use Facebook and she's in there posting, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of dog memes or whatever. Um, and so it kind of feels like, you know, if you've been there for so long and you've kind of set up shop, like to leave, even though you know that platform or whatever platform you're using is bad or they're doing things you disagree with, it feels like you're, you're kind of moving out of someone's house. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And that just takes a lot of energy and time. I probably have, you know, a thousand artwork posts bookmarked that I've right. wanted to go through for years. So um, I, I, I can understand why people don't want to leave, even if there are better alternatives out there. Right. You know, yeah, like so that. That me is... we was looking really promising at first, and then, you know, just nobody goes there, myself included. It's like I was all hyped up on it, and it just didn't happen. I think that for a while, these these main platforms, you know, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Tumblr, I think they're big enough that that's probably where it's going to hang out for a while, mm-hmm. unless something really disruptive comes along. You know, like even TikTok, I'm not the biggest TikTok fan, mm-hmm. but um, it kind of filled a void that was there, you know. Right. When, uh, I'm totally forgetting the name. What was the one that was before that the little video? Uh, Seven seconds. Fine. Oh. Vine, right? Yeah, it kind of kind of too. Snapchat, yeah, kind of fulfilled those a little bit. Uh, people jumped on them, but as far as taking over for what Instagram is doing or Facebook, I don't know. So you, that, the thing is, okay, the thing is, eventually, these platforms will be obsolete. It's just a matter of when. I mean, it might be a hundred years from now, or whatever, yeah. or ten years, or and it's and it's like you can't imagine not having Facebook. Or Instagram, for that matter, but they will they will go that way. I mean, everything changes. There's nothing, you know, stays the same forever. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> I hope this isn't the first first time it happens. But uh, yeah, I've been like, I just stopped uh, even before the quarantine and the Black Lives Matter uh, before all this, you know, because things have gotten so crazy and heated online. Even before that, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm just done. I'm tired of seeing stupid comments and people being assholes. And I just I just was like, I'm done. I'm not going to deactivate my profile. I'm, I'm still going to use it for business, promote things, but I'm not going to be engaging on it. <clears throat> I'm just going to kind of look around and, and you know, and uh, remember why I don't want to be on here. Um, and then I would yeah. go off. So I just kind of stopped posting like I used to, especially on Facebook and then Instagram. I'm like, okay, I'm going to post, um, twice a day. Uh, just, and that's, that's it. Go on, check the comments, like the comments. If I have time, I'll comment or something interesting. Um, but I, I really, it, it is like, uh, it's, it feels I don't know. It's weird to kind of disconnect from all of this because this is our social, especially artists, you know, people and people that work from home and, and that are not like big social people. It's like you you really feel like you kind of cut yourself off from everybody. And it's like a kind of a a, a weird feeling. I didn't I don't um, mind it myself. It was kind of like, oh, you know, I have some time to think now. Yeah. But it's 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 disturbing to get in an argument like to get like super angry arguing with someone and then realize like every time I do it, I'd be like, this is like this is exactly what they want. 
you know, they're making money from my suffering <laughs> and my yeah. anxiety. And the other guy or woman I'm arguing with is feeling the same way. They're feeling bad. And Facebook's just like, you know, taking off with the money, basically, ad revenue and all that stuff. And, and, and it's like supporting this really kind of sick system. Yeah, it, it, it it's kind of, it, yeah, it's definitely like that. And I think how you were mentioning earlier or how we were talking about that, you know, people are maybe doing less and less social media. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not signing in as much. Um, if you're signing in to argue with people all the time, that time goes up. What you do you know, mean? Especially, like, you know, if, if I log in for the day and I just check out some art, I might spend 30, 45 minutes a day. But Uh-oh. if I look at a post, someone says something, I get into an argument, I keep checking back. <laughs> I know. It's so, uh, it's so terrible. Yeah. I've done that before. Where it's like I it brings out the like, yeah, it brings out the worst in you. Like you feel bad for doing it too, and like you know it's wrong, and you keep doing it. That's how it is for me anyway. Like yeah, just, and then you look back and you're like, dude, I just wasted like two days on this. Yeah, and then a week later, you don't even remember the argument or anything. Or that's me. It's like I completely got. I was so pissed, and now I can't even remember who it was, what it was about. I don't even remember that it happened. It's really fucked up. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing. Even like like a. With you know recent events aside, uh, you know there's a lot of stuff that's happening right now that I think needs to happen. Um, but you know, even even outside of that, I think there are just a lot of times where people just come into social media posts just to argue mm-hmm. about anything. Right. You know, it doesn't it doesn't even matter. Like when I had a friend curating for the creep who's still doing it right now and helping out. Um, you know, there'll be posts that will come in and people will just get upset. And, you know, uh, she'll reach out to me and she'll go, I don't understand why people are mad about this. I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've, uh, like a, a common one that pops up is like whenever you share anything kind of political, like in art. Uh, yeah. and, and that one comes up a lot. People, are like, I don't want no politics with my art. You know, like, uh, there's a lot of, I mean, art has politics in it. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, or even movies. I mean, I think there was a, a conversation a while ago where, you know, uh, someone was getting upset about John Carpenter's they live not wanting it to be laden with politics. And you're like, did you watch the movie? Yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah, it's like, like it was a hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. You know. And so I, I think same with I the think, rage against the machine guys that's been going around lately that, uh, and uh system of a down, there's like a story going around about how people are commenting saying, man, I used to be a big fan of Rage Against the Machine. Keep your politics off of off of Instagram. And they're like, what do you talk? Every single song we've ever written is a political left political song, you know? I, I, I have to wonder if that stuff's like just trolling or right. it's like the onion or some shit. Right. It's, super, it's super weird. It'd be like, you know, a video coming out about Mr. Rogers. Everyone's all, man, dude, quit being polite all the time. What the hell is up with this? <laughs> like, I, it's true. That's a good point. But then again, you know, never underestimate the stupidity of the, of people because you know some i'm sure some people you know listen to rage against the machine because it's got a good groove and that's about it and they don't even think about what they're singing about you know maybe it could be yeah and i think also too is just with with all the kind of frustration that's going on i think people are just looking for arguments too yeah. sometimes yeah. i mean there's probably you know someone on a a, a really you know awesome post that's doing something great right now and someone found something wrong with it you know, right, right. Um, so that's definitely kind of a challenge. And I think that, you know, I, I do understand wanting to take a break. You know, there, there's been a few times um, where 
either with a profile I've been curating or, or friends that curate, I'll suggest like schedule a couple weeks in advance and then take a break. Mm-hmm. Don't even, don't even log in. Just find right. a bunch of photos, schedule them. Don't worry about every day. Just really take a break because I think, I think you get the most traction on these profiles when you're having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're stressed out, your, your posts are going to be more like, you know, you're just getting them out there. Like, here, are you entertained? Here, <laughs> yeah. take this, take this. You know? not, quite, not quite in the spirit of good, positive energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here, here's, a, here's a damn print you won't buy anyway, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I it's, I don't know. It's just, it's gotten so, I, you know, it's, it's, but the, then again, you know, we just got a dog adopted the other day. Someone, uh, Chris Mars's wife, Sally Schneider Kraut Mars. She's a big dog rescuer and, or, you know, tries to help. And you know me, I'm always sharing dog pictures to try and get dogs um, adopted. And she posted it. A bunch of us were sharing it. And then a day later, it got adopted. So it's like there is that aspect still that's going on, you know, not to mention other uh, worthy causes and the black lives matter stuff and yeah. whatever you feel you want to promote, you know, there, there is, there's, you know, it's, 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 it's like the best and worst of everything is what it's like. You know, it's, it's, it's like everything is heightened, even the bad stuff. It's like, like I, I always say, it seems like life is always trying to find this equilibrium. So no matter how good things get, things keep getting worse and then things keep getting worse. And then, other amazing advancements happen at the same time to kind of counterbalance it. It's really weird. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And and I think, you know, like I like seeing those posts about a dog getting adopted. And I, I think what happens, or what I've been thinking about the past few weeks is, especially on social media, you might have followers that are all over the world. And I think right. what, I, what I'm trying to tell myself at least is what's happening is some people are looking at this post going, yeah, I'm not there. I don't right. know that but instead of like being cool and just going ah and scrolling past, it's the people that make the act the, the active choice to go in and go. I don't care about the dog. I don't live there. Heck yeah. with that dog. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Where instead it's just like, just scroll past. Yeah. There's other stuff to look at. If not every single solitary post is is a, a sandwich with the crust cut off, perfectly made for us. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that and that's kind of I think what the issue that's happening is. I, I guess it's the idea of of too many people believing that the profile owes them something. You know, when when I look on social media, and I think this is probably how I've always done it, I probably still have a, a blog mentality where it looks like I'm looking at someone's blog. Like mm-hmm. this is a this is a thing they made. They're allowing me to see it for a little bit, um, mm-hmm. or however long I look. You know, and I think social media, I still look at it like that. But I think what's happened is what seems to me is that people now are looking at it like you put this post out there, this post is now mine. Right. And I can choose to be happy about it, angry about it, let you know how you're fucking up. You know, right. like, like, like that, that's the one that really stands out the weirdest to me. And there was another podcast I listened to. I really wish I knew the, 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 the person's name that did it, but they're basically talking about this behavior of when an artist makes something for someone to come in the comments and goes, oh, that's cool. How about you draw this instead? Uh-huh. How about you do this? <laughs> yeah. You know, and and the, the the guy doing the podcast is basically like, you know, this isn't a drive through window. Right. You know what I mean? This isn't a place where you can come in and put your order in. I mean, right. if you want to put your order in, I probably have a shop where you can buy prints. Right. You know, 
that's that's where that's where you get your stuff supersized or over you there. Go do it. <laughs> go yeah, do it yourself. Well, you go do it. And it's it's that idea, I guess, that mentality of like, you put this out there, cool. This is mine to do what I want with now. Right. But it's really not. This, that that post is technically just a window into your life that you're letting me see. Right. You know, and for me to come into the comments and just go, you know, who cares? A stupid dog got adopted. <laughs> that doesn't help you. <laughs> It probably only helps me from being an angry shit for like five minutes just to say something like right. that. I, I there's that kind of issue that's happening. I think maybe it's just too easy to be to be an asshole online. That's that's part of it. I think is is the anonymous nature of it, to where you can, you can get away. You can say any things you would never say to people in public, in person, and you get away with it with no repercussions. It's like there's yeah. not you know there's there's really not a. Uh, an etiquette that everybody follows. Um, but you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, that's the least of our problems right now, you know? Uh, but on the other hand, I don't know. It's, 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 I don't know. I'm exasperated as you can probably tell. Yeah. I mean, and and I feel that, and I think what I've gone through in the past like week or so was kind of, looking at these art communities, especially the dark art ones mm -hmm. and, and seeing fans in those communities get angry with each other and, and be shitty to each other. Cause in my mind, it's always been like, you know, I I've been looking at the dark art scene for a long time. And what I've seen is quite the opposite to what people believe the stereotype is. Right. You know, we're not all running around with, you know, crazy looks and listening to the craziest speed metal we, we can find and being maniacs like you know a lot of them are mellow they're vegans they listen to john tesh or john denver you know? <laughs> yeah. or 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 whatever or spend their time making sure dogs are adopted right um and so when you kind of see you know and that's that's one of the things I've always tried to do when, when I share art myself is like, cool, we'll take a look at this. This is some crazy dark art, but it's coming from a person who's actually not like that at right, all. Right. You know, try to try to see that cool dichotomy here. And then when that community kind of lashes out and goes along with the stereotype, it gets really disappointing. Um, and one thing that I think does definitely get you to back out of engaging more is seeing that kind of anger and that, and and the problem is is that the angry angry folks of any community I think not not any community but at least the ones we're talking about they're really just the small amount of of, of members they just the ones that, the ones that bark right. the loudest I don't know I, I I mean I guess we just we it's like you got to take the good with the bad it's it's just kind of the way it is but I don't know it's been bumming me bumming me out lately it's it's you know, the stuff that's going on in the world, also with the lockdown, you know, yeah. and one of the things like I've even noticed the last week or so, especially where I live is, you know, talk about the coronavirus has kind of gone down. Right. It's really weird. Like in the beginning, the cases were low, but the fear was super high. Mm -hmm. And now the cases are high and the fear is really low. Right. Totally weird. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, the the curve didn't go down. We're not in like a down. We're no, still going up. I know, I know. You know, and I see people outside wearing just a mask across their nose, <laughs> uh, or just their mouth, or not at all. Um, it's weird that it's become a political issue. That's I don't don't get at all. It's like it's not a political. It's not political at all. It's a virus. It's talk about something that's non-political. Well, especially yeah, it, it's not political. You know, because the virus really doesn't give a shit yeah, which exactly. way you lean. 
and and for me it's kind of like if I can understand if a mask makes you feel kind of constrained. I get it. Right. You know, I I smoked for like 10, 15 years, completely fucked my lungs up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got like asthma. I've got seasonal bronchitis that comes back. I've been bedridden a few times. Wow. So this virus kind of scares the shit out of me, yeah. being a res- respiratory one. But wearing a mask, no matter how uncomfortable it feels, getting the fucking coronavirus and being in a hospital is way worse. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like a, it's not, a, it's not a choice of like, well, should we get some French fries or some nachos? <laughs> you know, it's not a choice like that. It's more like, okay, get a mask and maybe make my trips a little to the store, a little shorter. Right. You know, go take a walk where there's no fucking people Yeah. or get the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, I, and that's I, kind of the weird. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, uh, 52. I'm like, you know, at an, at an age where it's, you know, I'm, I'm not at the highest end of that. It's like 60 or something, 60, 70 higher up, you know, the worse it gets, but overweight smoker, you know, it's like, I got three strikes against me. So I got no problem wearing, wearing a mask at all. I hate it, but it's like, I do it just because I don't know. It's like, it's not that big of a problem for me. But getting... It's not that, yeah. It's not that big of a problem, and I also like the idea that a lot of places now are offering. You know, you've got some as well. Is uh, artist printed masks? Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so it 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 gives you, for me, in my eyes, it gives you one more opportunity to kind of express yourself. Right. You know what I mean? So it's not the worst thing. Right. And what's really what I also find weird is every damn movie I grew up with, every John Carpenter or horror movie, there's always someone wearing a freaking mask. Right. <laughs> looking, looking awesome with goggles. Well, shit. Yeah, I mean, that's what... Mad Max driving around, and that... now I'm like, I don't want to wear a mask. <laughs> exactly. I mean, look at all my artwork. It's like, you know, I've been doing gas gas masks all along. I love that shit. It's like on, on, a, on an aesthetic level, it's it's actually pretty kind of cool. <laughs> It, 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 you know, if you take everything, all the value judgments away from it, it's like kind of cool, you know, to be wearing some kind of like ninja mask or some trippy. It, it's totally cool. <laughs> I get the opportunity to dress like Mad Max and it not be weird. <laughs> you know, who cares if I'm in the non-dairy cheese aisle in the store? <laughs> Whatever, man. You know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't want to. Uh, you know what? I don't. I don't want to get too uh, down. Let's. I, I asked some questions, or I asked people to ask questions in the Dark Art Society cooperative Facebook group. The Facebook group that we were just complaining, not the Facebook group we were complaining about, but Facebook we were complaining about. And so there's a bunch of questions for you. Okay, so, go for it. So I thought maybe I'll just ask you these questions because there's a lot of good ones. Um, okay. Uh, Dina Pulowski, what is the most effective use of hashtags? Seems like they're hit and miss with visibility. Uh, also, if you put two, someone, Alex Fitch asked if you put two, uh, and then da- Daniel Fisher also, if you put too many, is that true that it makes the post not visible in most of the, if, if in most of the hashtags used, but you kind of mentioned it doesn't really matter. How many? Right? Yeah, I mean, Instagram gives you, a, they have a cap. I still think, I'm almost positive the cap's 30. Um, okay, right. So I, I think the most effective use is really not paying attention to the number at all. It's really just paying attention to what the post is about. 
and then kind of catering it from there. So if you like, for example, you do a painting of Frankenstein, you know, um, I would look at the hashtags. It's oh, you paint in oil, so you could do oil paintings as a hashtag. But I think that's got like a million results. Right. Post is going to disappear like that. Okay. Because it's because the, the those when you go to those hashtag feeds and look, it's basically like a stream that's constantly being replaced. Oh, okay. And when you jump into a stream that has millions of results, you're expecting someone's going to be scrolling forever to find your stuff. Right. Right. You know, I know I know a lot of people jump onto the most popular because most popular seems the best, but it's really like throwing a rock into an ocean. Right. Uh, well, this I, is so in, I mean, you told me sorry to interrupt, but you told me this last time um, that uh, that you suggested some hashtags that were like dark art. What was it? I use them now. It's like dark artworks. Because they're it, or, or dark artists with an S at the end. It's like exactly, it, but they keep changing now. So I, now, I like <laughs> dark artwork had like a thousand at one point. Now it's got hundreds of thousands right. or millions. And so, so you what have happens, to keep changing it, I guess, right? Exactly. So like, you know, I would do if I if I shared a post about zombies, I would just do zombies. Now I have to do zombie art. Okay. Soon it will be zombie artwork or zombie painting or zombie drawing right. or zombie fan art. You kind of had to keep evolving um, because that's, I think, where the people are going to be looking. Right. They're going to they're going to try new hashtags. Um, so the most effective would be, don't worry about number. I mean, you know, obviously you don't want to go for thirty just because you can do thirty. I mean, um, I guess what the, what they're I think what they're asking is if you have say five good, you know, prime hashtags, and then you have another. 25 that are a bunch of bullshit with like a million or 2 million hits each. Is that going to mess up the good ones potentially or I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I I think, I think what it will do in the long run, I think it will just be a time killer. You know what I mean? Where you're doing a post and you're just kind of spending too much time with hashtags that don't make sense. Right. Or if you're like me and you're actually looking to see the results of each one, if I had to do that for 30 hashtags, that, that post would turn into a chore real fast. Right. That's, but I, you know what? I never check, I never check the hashtags I put. Like I never check the results and I should, it's like, you, you, just, just to see what comes up. Right. You want to. Just to get a good idea. Yeah. Just, I, I, I think it's good just to look at the number, you know? Okay. I mean, yeah. 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 You're right. I, I do check the number. Yeah. I check the number. Yeah. Even if it's got like a thousand, sometimes I'll give that a shot. Maybe that's one that's growing. Right. Um, if or if it's got too many, I tend to stay away from those. And I have seen profiles where all they used is the most popular ones, yeah. And they're still doing well. So I think that's when it comes into. I think hashtags are also effective depending on the time of day. So, right. So yeah. So let's say all of your fans just happen to be in California for some reason. If you posted at nine in the morning, I mean, I don't know if that's when Californians wake up. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or. Uh, yeah, so it's somewhere around nine. Um, <laughs> then those hashtags are going to perform better because that's also when people happen to be looking. Right, right. So it's kind of like a, it's a double-edged sword on that where, you know, yeah, I chose great hashtags, but I posted at one in the morning. Right, right. It just seems so complicated because it's, like it's like there's all these different aspects of it, you know? It's like there's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts you have to kind of consider. It's not like... This, but this, this takes, there's another question that is like what you just said. So hold on, let me find it. Um, 
before we get into the other ones. Uh, there was a lot of comments on here. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Mallory Hart. Best time of day to post? I feel like 11 a.m. used to be the sweet spot. Is this still true? So that would be if you have the capability to look at the insights on your profile, it'll be different per person. So like years ago, mine was like 9 a.m., 10 a.m. Then it shifted to noon and it kept moving. And while the time was moving, I noticed the actual amount of followers in different countries was moving too. Weird. So you get more followers, like let's say, you know, you get a ton of followers in Australia out of nowhere. Um, they're going to be at different times. So right, right. the whole thing is going to change. So that kind of adds that complexity you talked about where there's all those different variables to pay attention to. Right. So I think for anybody that has the insights, just kind of take a peek and just see, okay, these are all where all my followers are at. And yep. you'll also see the graph of like what are the best times. Right. And, this and remember, is... I'm sorry, if, you post it, if you post at like 9 a.m., and you're worried about, like, let's say later on in the day, you're, oh, you know, I didn't do a post at this time, or I have other people awake. Stories. Right. They're up, they're up for 24 hours. Right. And, you know, there's some people I follow. I, um, I forget the name of the profile, but dude puts, like, 35 stories a day. And they're so good. I'm constantly going through all of them. Really? Remember yeah. Skinner was doing, I don't know if he still does, but he was doing amazing stories. Yeah. They were so funny. They were just these little clips of him. You know how he is. He's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. They were awesome. And I used to, and those, he's one of the few um, accounts I was like, always would look at his stories when they came up because they cracked me up. They're, they're, the stories are located in a really good place being at the top of the app. And I think it's also like if you're, you know, if you have like 10 minutes or something like that to waste time and you open your phone, I think people go for their stories first. Yeah. That makes you sense. Know? Mm-hmm. Cause if I'm going to, if I'm going to scroll through the feed, I know myself personally, I'm going to be scrolling at that feed for 20 minutes. Right. Right. But if, if I'm in the grocery store waiting, I got a couple seconds or whatever like that, I'll pop open and look at a story real quick. Okay. And so, you know, post when you have that time, but then also pad it with stories and you can always use a story too, to just alert people of a new post. Right. Hey, re- Hey, remember I posted this, check it out. You know, so you can, you yeah, can, good idea. Yeah. So when you post something, you get that ability to share it as a story, share your own posts as stories. Damn it. See, th- these <laughs> are these little nuggets that you get that, you know, these are the little treasures. I have to say this before I forget, cause I'm, a, I'm I know this is completely like off topic here cause we're doing the questions, but I don't want to forget. Uh, this is what I think you should do. <laughs> I think you should make a Patreon page. If, if if it's not a financial issue for you and you just because it's like I know you seem like you really want to help artists like that seems like your primary thing. Like you have a job and, and you're you know, you have a decent paying job and that does well for you. And it's more like you're interested in helping artists. I mean, that's how it seems to me. Right. And yeah. You, yeah. Because you're always saying it's like no one ever asked me. I'm giving you I'm, I'm telling you here I am. No one comes to me. And I think part of that maybe is because. Uh, and I'm sure some people do come to you, but, you know, people might feel weird about asking or, you know, artists are like, they don't want to bother you. And yeah. so what I was thinking, if you just started a Patreon page where you could just focus on, um, I don't know, it could even just be your Patreon and whatever you find interesting. But, but if it was like, you know, kind of centered on 
tips and how to, you know, just stuff we're talking about, how to use Instagram and social media. And just have, even if you're, if you're not, you know, if you're weird about the money or anything, just have a tip jar. People can pay what they want. You, there, I'm telling you, so many people would, would join that thing. I bet you everybody in the dark art society, you know, cooperative would join that because they're in the cooperative. They've, that means they paid at least a dollar on, on the dark art society, Patreon, Yeah, you know, and that's like how many people, 345 people in here. So it's like, yeah, I, I've thought about it a few times. Um, I, I even looked at, there's kind of like a Patreon alternative that coffee K O dash F I. I don't know about that. It's kind of the same thing where you kind of post stuff and you can, like you said, have Monetize a tip jar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, I have thought about, I think what's holding me back right now is just trying to make sure that if I do start something, cause you've seen my Facebook posts over the year, I'm constantly coming up with ideas that I'm like, yeah, I'm super yeah. excited. <laughs> it just disappears. <laughs> and I can relate. I understand. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. So I, I think that's what I've done in the past couple of years is try to be more aware of what I start and look at it like, okay, can I actually keep right, this going? Right. Yeah. That's you know, but the thing but about I, Patreon though is you could post like once a week or once every two weeks. It's not, it's like, yeah, especially if you, if you just say, look, my time's limited, you know, I'm going to post, it might be once a month, but you know, I will post information. People are cool. As long as you're kind of on Patreon, if you're just upfront about things and transparent, yeah. So I don't know. I just I, I'm selfishly asking you to do it just because I would want <laughs> to subscribe to that feed. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely have the urge, and I do realize, like you said, you mentioned that sometimes people just don't feel the need or, or the ability to ask. Mm-hmm. You know, um, out of nowhere, especially if they've never talked to me. There's, hey, dude. Right. And if they're paying about, a few I'll... bucks, it might feel be- easier. You know, it might be easier for them to to feel like okay about asking you stuff too. You know. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have the urge, I think, and I think that was one of the questions that was in there about like, why, what, what do profiles that share art get out of, yes. out of it? Yes. Um, I forget who that was by. It. Yeah, I'll find it. Um, Brad Gray, what do okay. collective sites showcasing other people's work get out of it? So I don't, I, 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 necessarily, I don't necessarily know like what other profiles get out of it, what I get out of it. And I think what also gives me the urge to like help artists is it gives me more art to look at you know Mm. the more the more artists that are supported the more artists that can can do something more effectively that lets me see more art right Um, and as far as sharing the art goes it's kind of you know I, i was thinking about it earlier when i saw that question and the only thing i can compare it to is like when you know like you watch like game of thrones or something and you get like a crazy fan theory in your head, like, I think this is going on. <laughs> you want to tell somebody. Right. You know, you want to share your fan, like Star Wars fans are constantly doing that. And so for me, like when I see a really cool piece of art, I have that same urge to go, oh, dude, people got to see this. Right. And I just share it. Otherwise, you're just kind of like, man, this is awesome. And then you're standing alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's something to be said about, you know, enjoying something with other people and, and turning other people onto it. That's really fun, actually. I like that with bands and stuff, too, where you're like, you know, you share some band no one's ever heard of, and they're like, oh, I'm so into them now. You know, it's like, it's cool. Exactly. And that's how I got into this art, you know, looking at this this whole art scene and even music and electronic and synths and stuff. Someone was there that shared it. 
Right. Whether it was on their website or something, I didn't just like magically stumble into liking Moog synthesizers, you know, one day out of my head. I'm like, man, I love synthesizers. <laughs> like someone did something with one and it just totally captured me. Right. And so it's the same thing with art. Like, you know, I walked into a comic shop and the, the, the person working there said, dude, you got to check this comic out. And that right. got me hooked. And so the, the curating for me is kind of like that same thing, you know, of like, there's someone out there that hasn't seen this right. and who knows what they're going to do. What if they get inspired to pick up a pen or, or a paintbrush or an iPad or something like right. that? Yeah. yeah. I, I guess, you know, uh, as you know, an artist, Brad Graves, an awesome artist asked that question. I think we are so conditioned to, as artists to, to seeing social media as purely, um, I don't know, promotion to, because we're trying to make a living that, you know, you, you forget that it's like, you know, it's fun just to share things just for fun. That's like a fun hobby. There's yeah. that. And I, I'll definitely say without saying any names, I have seen quite a few art profiles over the years on Instagram that do charge. They've created a profile that's specifically designed to, hey, we promise we'll get your work seen. You send mm -hmm. us. And that's kind of common. And I, I still get messages um I've still seen messages on the creep where people are like, Hey, how much, how much to, to, to pay for a post? Like nothing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and, and they're usually surprised. Like really? Yeah. Well, that's nothing. why it's all good stuff because you're curating it because anyone just can't, you know, buy you off to share something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it, you know, it, it's, it's hard to find stuff. So I appreciate people reaching out, but you know, I, I don't, I, I, I've never liked the idea of artists. It kind of reminds me, I think he, he, some art critic a long time ago had did, there's a famous YouTube video. It's like, never pay to show your art. Right. And I've always kind of kept that in my head. Like never, never pay to show your art. Like, right. you know, I mean, you, you might do advertisements, you might do like Facebook ads and stuff like that. But like to, to actively go and give someone money with the hopes that it gets seen or even sold right. is kind of, it's kind of jacked, yeah, you know? It is. Um, and so I've always kept that in my head, like, you know, um, yeah. So for me, it's more about like, you know, just, just getting stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. And you're engaging in the community and you're, you know, there's a lot to it. I, I, I see why, why you do it, you know? Um, um, damn it. I was going to say something. Uh, uh well, I, I, there, I did it. I do it every episode. So there's the time I did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, maybe it'll come to me. Okay. Let's get back to some of these questions here. Uh, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's going to drive me insane. Okay. So we were just talking about why you do it. People paying don't pay. Okay. I know what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> it's a little inside to how my brain works insight. Um, so, yeah, I've I've paid for ads, and I'm sure we talked about this last time, but I never got one sale from it. And I've paid, you know, I never paid like a thousand bucks, but I've paid a hundred bucks, a hundred fifty bucks on Instagram and Facebook, and I didn't see uh, I didn't see results in followers. I didn't see results in sales. I didn't see anything from that. So I just stopped. And then after I interviewed you, it was like, okay, you didn't, you got 300,000 people without spending anything on ads. 
I think ads are helpful. You know, if you're selling shoes or you started a company making soap or whatever, I think I think that's kind of helpful. But with art, I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure how that whole system works. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you're online and you see an ad and it's for like a painting or a print, yeah, I I don't know the type of person that's like, well, I'm in the mood to buy an expensive yeah, that's, painting today. You're right. <laughs> that's or, a, that's a good point. I mean, I'll do it, <laughs> but I, I think that's because I'm already ingrained in that whole thing. Right, right. Um, so I, I don't really know if that's necessarily the best model, but there are artists who are actually doing really well with it. Really? I'm so sure maybe, are, you know, I'm sure. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's just the way they're they're doing it or, or the products they're going. It might work better with, like, you know, toys, like vinyl collectibles. yeah stuff like that yeah. it seems like seem to me it seems like my my feeling about it since like i said i i did this over a couple of years i was doing it here you know now and again so i probably spent a couple grand maybe over a couple of years and never saw got any results and um I, it, I, it, it seems like maybe it's better for a casual buyer for something that's more general whereas what i'm doing is so specific that the only people that are going to buy my stuff are people that are into my stuff and the kind of stuff I do, which is very niche. So it's not like you're just going to get your average art buyer that it gets out in front of, you know, cause, cause a lot of, I guess the fine art world is you, you're, you're kind of buying an, a name. You're buying into this kind of like brand. I hate to use that word, but brand or name. And, and so it's, it's more about that than it is just about, you know, when people buy art, it's not like, I don't know. This is one thing I learned about art marketing early on is that people are kind of buying a part of you in a way, you know, like they're into what you're doing. And so it's, you know, they just, I mean, and I'm like that with artists I like too. I kind of feel that way as well. And, and with bands, it's like, I want to see bands do well that I like. I want to support them because it's like, I like what they're doing. So I'm more open to what they're offering in a way. Whereas people generally, I don't think buy art by saying, Oh, I saw that. I mean, they do sometimes, but I don't think generally I saw this amazing image and I just had to buy it. There's more to it than that. It's more like, you know, they know the name, they like the image it's associated with tool. They like tool and it's like all that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. Um, Yeah, I I definitely, I agree with that. I think that someone that just, I think there's that type of person that buys art and they like the art and what it is, mm-hmm. but but they're not going to like just ramble away about who the artist is, what they've accomplished. Right. You know, and many of your fans can like go off and talk about movies you've worked on and all sorts of stuff. And I, I think that's a different type of art buyer. Right. And I think that's the type of art buyer for this scene specifically. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I, I really, I really can't imagine just someone browsing on the net on like some mellow website going, <laughs> Oh, well look, here's a, beautiful painting of that scanner scene where the head blew up, you know, um, that would be a good painting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can have that idea. Um, but yeah, I think the people in that scene see that stuff, you know, right. and then they're like, Oh cool. This is by so-and-so. Oh, this is by, this is by this person. Um, I've seen before that they chatted about that movie and they love that movie. And it's, it's, to me, it's kind of like to bring back Star Wars again or Game of Thrones. It, it's that whole community, 
Right, right. You know, yeah. it's, it's not just buying the work. It's buying the work, and I'm buying it from someone that loves it too. Right. And, and, and that's why I think, like, I, I don't – one of the things I dislike about social media is just the word follower. I, I really think collectors. Yeah. Just the idea of collectors. And you're not really – I think you, I think I don't think you'll find collectors from like ads. You right. might find some sales from ads, but I think you'll find collectors with those connections that are made. Right. Well, I didn't find collectors or sales with my ads, so I gave up on them. But I mean, I didn't exhaust it. I know I think Gabe Leonard maybe had some luck with it, but he was very like really getting into targeting, you know. I got a dog and this great Dane and came in here. So if you oh, if that's the dog from the story that was growling. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was she was groaning. It's like yeah. great Danes do this thing where when they're comfortable and you pet them, they go. Uh. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's really cool, but you might hear some strange noises. It's not me, um, even though I am eating a lot of vegetables nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, let's get on with the. I had something else, but I'm not even going to attempt to try and remember it. Let's see. Okay, here's here, this is a good one from John Hyde. Has TikTok started to become commercially viable, or is it still more of an exposure slash marketing opportunity? Do you know uh, this? this? Do you know about this? I I've looked at TikTok a few times. Um, I think I even actually thought about going on TikTok. Um, I don't think it's like the type of platform for me. Let me interject quickly. Yeah. Let me interject quickly. I started it. My daughter-in-law was like, you got to get on there just because everybody's yeah. on there. And so I got on there and I was like, this is terrible. This is like the worst of social media. But I started finding things that I was interested in. And then it wasn't like a bunch of dumb little kids dancing and saying yeah. stupid jokes. It was like there's there was painters and there was actually some kind of like real comedians doing sort of funny things. And so once I was able to start like following the right people, it got a lot better. But I just it was another thing I had to do. So I didn't keep up with it. Um, I probably should have. But anyway, that's I just wanted to interject that. No, and I think that that goes exactly the direction I'm thinking is I, I, I don't know about how viable it is. I, I know of people who are making money on it or getting exposure. I think. This question is a really good example of of what's fun for you. Mm. Okay. So it can be anything, you know. I mean, there are people who are still just killing it on Tumblr, and just doing great. And really? or, or yeah, I mean, I, I there's still artists that I see that are just mainly on Twitter and they're doing awesome. Hmm. Every time I log into Twitter, it's just people yelling and screaming. <laughs> I know, right? Same I usually here. just leave. But um, my wife finds a ton of art she loves related yeah. to video games on Twitter. Yeah. Um. So I think it really boils down to like there's so many different opportunities out there at these social media platforms. And I know there's this urge to like spread yourself over all of them. Right. I would just focus on the ones you have fun with and that you can keep having fun with. That's a so good, that's if, good if, advice. Yeah. So if it's TikTok and you're having a blast, maybe there's not sales now. I mean, I don't want to say that you can't get sales because the moment I'm going to say that in two weeks, some artist is going to like totally change the way right. TikTok is seen. Um. I mean, people didn't think that Instagram was going to be a place people were making money off of either at one point. Right. Um, so if I would say if TikTok's working for me, you're having a blast. I mean, I definitely love the idea of being able to like watch an artist work. Right. Same. Watch yeah. Draw and paint. So mm -hmm. if that's what you're doing, or even if you're using it just to be, be crazy and do funny skits and stuff. Right. You know. If that's your thing. 
Yeah. Do it. Um, I'll, you know, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, Michael R. Miller said some uh, in response to John Hyde's question. He said some make a ton, but I don't think it. I don't think it is artists. I guess you could call it performance artists. Those little dance clips get 20, 30 K per post for the top. I don't know. I don't know about that. They don't monetize TikTok, do they? Is I'm it... not sure. Oh, okay. They, but... they, 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 they might. So uh, Kim Diaz home makes, says something that might be interesting to you. Um, Kim says, yeah, I'm at 16,000 followers in three months, which is good. And I think I'm lucky that a few of the things I do, like the, the ink monsters and drawing directly with ink suits TikTok very well. My gut feeling is that TikTok is getting more and more crowded with artists, including a lot of really good ones. At the start, I imagined a mediocre artist could go viral with well-produced TikTok videos and get loads of followers just by doing silly dances and memes. Right now, the people I see growing are both good artists, have a strategy for their videos that work in the format, and don't really focus on the dances and memes. For instance, a well-told one-minute tutorial has a lot better chance of going viral than doing the same challenges and memes as everyone uh, I guess, yeah, I guess they're saying, uh, something, maybe if it's specifically tailored to people who want to watch like one minute tutorials, it's going to do better for that audience than obviously, I guess, you know, wacky videos. But, oh yeah, that makes sense. But they said they haven't any sales yet either. So, and it might not be a place where they get any sales, but maybe right. they get fans somehow yeah which you can you know direct to, to get sales yeah okay all right so here's here's michael r, r. miller again uh, for a new question in the new online gallery collective model which platform do you think is best to do online on to do online meet and greets show openings two options i see being used are facebook live and zoom what are things an online collective can do to increase its following that is different from personal accounts top things artists do online that may not be so good for business those are three questions i didn't realize but um so yeah maybe the first for, one for the <laughs> yeah for the the gallery collective I, I have a couple like different ideas in my head of what that is i mean is that like sort of is that like the dark art society or is that like these new kind of online gallery shows that have been happening due to the lockdown yeah i think he's talking about the online uh meet and greets show openings People have been doing to where they're like posting on, you know, live uh, video feeds of, of shows since people can't be there. Those uh, I those. Yeah, I think are great. I love those. Um, so, I would I, I don't know what's better, Facebook Live or Zoom. I would say just I wouldn't want to go on Facebook just because I don't want to be on Facebook. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like um, but for various like clients, I've had to do, you know, Google Hangouts, Zoom, Facebook Live. Uh, there's five other different alternatives. We're on Skype right now. Right. Um, so I think whatever works and gets people to sign in, I guess one thing you could do is do one and then maybe ask the people afterwards hmm. to give like feedback. Mm -hmm. You could do like a, you know, even if you sign up for like a simple email program like MailChimp, you could do like a quick little form. Right. Hey, what'd you think? Did you like Zoom? Did you like the model? You have any tips? And just kind of try to get feedback that way and see how it goes. Right. You might, someone might go, "Hey, I hate all these." There's a new one that's mm -hmm. actually geared for artists, 
And so you might learn that way. And if there's not, someone should make one. Exactly. <laughs> that exactly. would be, I mean, that could be, you know, I don't know what that would be, but uh, I see a, a, a market open there. Yeah. Especially um, now. So what are the things a collective can do to increase following that is different from personal accounts? Um, so I, I guess if I'm imagining like a, a Instagram or Facebook or social media profile, that's kind of the collective itself. Mm-hmm. I guess just make sure that like every artist is getting equal kind of visibility or, or even a chance to kind of tell their story. I think, um, one profile I've always liked on Instagram is Paint Guide. Hmm. I think I think Heinrich Ludolin started that. Um, that one. Amazing profile, and what they'll do is they do like week long takeovers. Yeah, that's a good idea. So and yeah, they'll get a hold of an artist and an artist you know, and you don't have to give them your login. You can always just have them email you works and a little small write up. Oh yeah. But do that. Like let someone else curate for a little bit, announce it, make it a big event, do some stories. You know, hey, we we've got so and so coming up here. They're gonna they're gonna share us, their, you know, their inspirations and why they got started and stuff like that, and then make it kind of an event. Yeah. Um, I think just kind of posting like every other profile does, and just getting stuck in that churn turns it into a job again. Right. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You Got to keep it interesting and and exciting and. Okay. Well, uh, top. Th- things artists do online that may not be so good for business. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, a yeah. lo- that's a loaded question if I've ever heard one. <laughs> um, yeah. It depends who your audience is, really, I would think. You know? It definitely depends on who your audience is. And I think, um, you know, you're, you're, if that's the kind of audience you want, like if, you know, you want to do a bunch of crazy stuff and get those that you know type of audience, then go for it. Um, I, I guess generally, I would just say, you know, don't argue with people. Right. You know, even if you have people coming in the comments that want to argue, I know there's that urge to kind of argue. But like we chatted earlier, you, you don't feel any better afterwards. You know, and my my wife gave made the point. I don't know if I said this last time, but my wife always says this when I any time I argue with anybody online, she's like, "It's disrespectful to all the people who are being cool with you. You're not taking the time and talking out with them, talking with them. You're taking the time and talking to the asshole, and that sucks. Yeah. And it's like that's that's a great point, you know. It, it's a really good point, and it also I think it kind of makes me feel bad. Or it makes me feel bad for whoever's running the profile as well because you see this huge argument build up mm-hmm. and then you're like, where is there a conversation about just the artwork that's this long? Right. Yeah, I know. How come, I, yeah, how come I've never seen anybody just like tear into the comments for like two days about, you know, uh, which version of Dawn of the Dead was better? Right. You know, and why this painting fits with that movie better and, you know, right. this this symbol's hidden here. So I, I think having those arguments, while you might have the urge, I think what it does is it kind of gets your your fan base ready for that's kind of what happens. Mm, okay. So having the other conversation instead, you know, what do they call it? Mo- like modeling behavior. So you're mm. kind of modeling, this is what we want to see, not this. Right, right, yeah. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. I'm trying to. I just kind of am relating it to uh, my own profile, my own Facebook profile, because 
you know, I've had my moments on there like everybody has. But generally, I'm pretty positive. I'm supportive of, of other artists. You know, I try to be. And I've really gotten that gotten that back mostly. I get yeah. I get like a lot of love, I think, because I give a lot of love, you know. So, it, I mean, it kind of goes to show that, you know, that's setting up the model of behavior you want on your profile. You know, it just goes to what you're speaking, I guess, is what I was saying. Yeah, exactly. And, and I also think that um, when it comes to like information you can teach, I, I really don't know if anybody's ever like truly learned something because someone else yelled them at it. Oh, you know? yeah, absolutely. So no. if, if, if it is like a really important issue, like what, what we're seeing in the past few weeks, mm-hmm. I see a lot of people just screaming at each other. Right. You know, and the ones that I see hit and really make kind of like a point and, you know, you get those little light bulbs going off like, holy crap, I just learned something. Right. And it's because they're they're coming at you like Mr. Rogers again. You know, right. they're, they're being like, hey, let's learn together. Let's mm-hmm. do this. And, um, I mean, and that's something that, you know, if everyone was everybody on any side, you know, left, right, or down the middle, if everybody just were willing to admit that they have fucked up, that they are fucked up to some degree, because everybody is, we all make mistakes, we say stupid things, we are wrong about things sometimes. It's like, if people would just approach online interactions from more of like a, a a place of humility you know it seems like everyone will get get along better but it's like for some reason it brings out the the self-righteousness in in us and you know and the like i'm gonna tell you how it is because you're stupid yeah, it, yeah. and i'm smart <laughs> i'm smarter than you and i'm better than you so fuck you uh, I'm, I'm the first one to say that there are there are many people out there smarter than me i guarantee oh, yeah. there's absolutely there's a, me too there's a nine-year-old somewhere (laughs) school me in many things it just that's just the way it is you know i mean i grew up thinking bruce lee was the strongest human on the planet (laughs) but guarantee there's probably someone else that would it would have took him you know put well put (laughs) um so yeah definitely having that humility that that good attitude and i think that's kind of what will keep people wanting to come back too yeah you know um yeah especially now Especially now, yeah, because I think that when you do need an escape, and I'm seeing a lot of posts about this while the protests are going on, people are even saying, hey, you don't need to be fighting at this 24-7, take a break. Right. You will get exhausted, you will get stressed, you will get depressed, you need to take care of your mental health, Mm -hmm. or else you'll burn out. And so I think there does need to be those times where we just, you know, post a video of a dog farting (laughs) while someone's talking or whatever, you know, these videos my mom keeps sending me um (laughs) and so i think being a place too where yeah this is where i go to look at some kick-ass art and this is also where i go to wind down and chat with people that are into the same shit i am right and so i i think you know sticking with that and then also like i said just just having fun will will really will really stand out the most um the top things I think artists do online that's not good for business, I'll just remind, re, like reword this so that people can hear it again, is do stories. Do stories, do posts, have fun, have a blast. Um, and I know it's a lot of work, but I think like the biggest thing that can hurt is is honestly just not having fun. Hmm. And so if it's, if it's not fun, stop. Right, yeah. Either Yeah, either have fun with it or don't do it. 
<clears throat> yeah. I mean, Same like advice. I think we talked about this with the last podcast um, where I said that, you know, a lot of this marketing feels like tasting, taking medicine. Mm-hmm. If that medicine's not helping you and it still just continually tastes like shit, <laughs> stop taking it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Um, there's, there's bound to be another way. Right. You know, I still see people running blogs. Um, there's still, what is it? Is it conceptart.org? Yeah. Or, and there's also, what's uh, Vanessa Lemon does, is on uh, one of those uh, muddy colors. There's muddy colors. There's still huge forums that are using like old school forum board technology that feels outdated and they're still thriving. So if that's what works for you and you have fun, then do that. Well, I want to add to what you said too. Um, I think uh, 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 something that would be good for business is uh, interacting in general. Because I know that especially on Instagram, it's like, I like all the posts. I, I like all the comments. I answer the ones that are easy, but, yeah. but I don't, you know, I don't want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 50 times. So it's like, I'm not really sure what to do about that, but I, anytime there's a, like a specific question and I have a second, I will answer them and try and engage them just, just because, but it's, I think it's also good for business um, to talk to people. You know, some people are like, you know, they don't, they think if they're, you're up on a pedestal to them and it's like, you know, you know how you are. Yeah, I know I am. I'm just like another fu- dumb dummy out there. So it's like, <laughs> you know, if you, if you just, just to interact with people, I, I know other artists, um, I don't want to mention names, but I know another artist in particular that just could not, can't interact with the people for whatever reason this person has, they, they, they're not into it. And I'm like, Man, I bet you if you if you interacted and just said hi, if you said thank you, I appreciate it, or just any kind of conversation, you probably would double your your uh, uh, collector base on online. You know, it's I think it's important. I, I agree, and I, I I have a challenge with it as well. You know, where like exactly like what are you like? Thanks, 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 thanks. <laughs> so sometimes what I'll do is I'll just do the the Ronnie James Dio the little right. <laughs> um yes but I, I think another thing you can do is like let's say you repeatedly see the same person commenting right you know john john or jane doe one 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 keeps commenting right. in instagram especially you can add people to your close friends list okay so create that close friends list put all your art buddies in there but if you see someone really engaging and really being like what looks like to be someone super interested in your stuff, add them to that close friends list. And then when you go to create stories, you can send a story to your entire list or just your close friends list. Oh, I didn't know that. So then do some special ones just for your close friends. Great idea. Maybe maybe those more engaged followers get more behind the scenes looks or they get like a preview of art that you're going to sell before anyone else does. Wow. And I, I know you have a, a, a Patreon to do that as well. Right. But maybe tie that in. Yeah. You know, hey, hey, I'm doing a promo on Patreon. I got a new tier that's lower or whatever. Here's first access. Right. Or we're doing a Kickstarter that's going to open up. We only have 10 early bird slots. Sign in to get one. Great idea. So yeah. You can have that little list there. So when you do see those people, just, you know, kind of shuffle them over to that thing there. Yeah. That's great. That's a great idea. And that, that all's that 
really requires is you taking the time to look at who are making the comments, you know, and you'll start to recognize them when you see them over and over. Um, it's, it's so funny. It's just like with everything I, I, you say it and it's like, ah, uh, that's so obvious. I'm so stupid, but I can think now I can think of names I, uh, that, that I haven't kind of given the attention to that I should, but I see them over and over and I'm not, I'm not going, you know what, this guy deserves me to respond to that comment more than this person I've never seen before. This guy who comments on every post I do, they deserve the attention, you know, that's a great, a great, like direction to go. And I, I think it goes also back with the whole follower number. Like if you right. just, if like, if we picture like our profile or our, you know, or whatever you're doing as this just giant table that everyone's chilling at like a barbecue, just give those people attention. You know, the ones you're chatting with, give them attention as opposed to sitting there and going, man, this barbecue could use some more people. <laughs> like just focus right, on. Exactly. Yeah. Focus, focus on who's there. Yeah. And then give attention to who's there. So right. ho- hopefully the, the, the number thing will kind of drown out and it'll be more like, you never know that, that one, you know, person that keeps commenting could be the one that like buys 10 paintings. Right. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I remember when I used to sell music gear like 20 years ago, uh, there was a guy that would come in every day after work and you could tell he was either like a painter or construction or something like that. He'd come in and of course every other salesman wanted to like be all over him to try to get him to buy everything, but he just wanted to play guitar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey dude, go ahead, go. <laughs> no one will bug you. Go over there, play guitar. He'd go over there. And finally, after like three months, the dude came in and bought like the most expensive freaking guitar we had wow. an amp and stuff like that. And you know, that definitely wasn't my goal. My goal was to just chill out. You probably have a hard ass job, you know, <laughs> go play guitar. But uh, I mean, imagine what would have gone differently if we were more like, yeah, you can't loiter, dude, get out of here. Right, right. Yeah. You know, so we just gave him a little bit different attention. And, you know, he turned into be a customer that came in all the time and chatted with us and yeah. went to functions and shit. So it it was more like we just created a friend. Right, right. You know, and I think that we can do that on social media as well. Another awesome nugget. There's, you're full of nuggets. You're full of nuggets tonight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all the, it's all them vegetables we're eating. Uh, let's see. Okay, Richard. I think I can get through all the Richard Ingersoll. I love the first interview. I guess I'd be curious if, since that first interview, if the conditions or structure function of the algorithms have changed at all that you are aware of. Uh, for example, I remember the first one there, uh, there were things like don't edit your post after you've posted cause it'll bump down the priority list of your algorithm. But I think he's talking about, you didn't say that you said the, you said that wasn't true. Actually. I think I that, said that and you said that's, I don't think I asked you if that was true and you said, no, I thought. Yeah. I, I, that, that's when I see pop up quite a lot as well is yeah. don't, don't edit and stuff. I mean, you know, imagine if you did like a post and you just like a fucking typo and put something real horrible. Right. <laughs> Instagram wants you to go in and change it. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that's why they give us, I, I think the best way to look at any feature of any social media platform is if they give you the ability to do it, they're giving you permission to do it without hurting your profile. So they do give us the ability to edit our posts and they're doing that to help us not like, you know, haha, fuck you. Right. All your posts are going to suck now. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they want so, your post to be popular. You know, they're going to make more money. The, the, the more and more we log in because we're having a blast, the better they do. Right. So edit your posts. I'm constantly editing posts on uh, another, a new profile I've started up, which I won't mention names yet. I want to actually see how it does. Okay. Um, but I'm constantly editing posts. You know, right. it's got eight people liking stuff right now, so it's doing pretty well. <laughs> you know? Cool. Um, but yeah, the hashtags, as far as hashtags and the algorithm, kind of like we chatted about earlier, it's kind of always changing a little bit and per person. Okay. So there's no massive changes since we there, there, there could be. That I don't you, know. That you're aware of, anyway. That, that I'm aware of. I, I think that, you know, it's best to assume that it's always evolving. Right. Okay. Yes, that's 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 great. Okay. All right. Let's see. We're almost done here. Yeah. Best time of day post. We got that one. Can we expect the return of Jesus any day now? Ha ha. Um, let's see. Okay. Ashley Dark. I'm in. I'm also intrigued by Dina's comments. Sometimes I have content that get heaps of comments really quickly, but dies later on. Others that take off due to hashtags and sometimes ones that do really well just through home and seen by like 10 people via hashtags. I don't know what that means. Just through home. That's probably like the main feed. Okay. All right. How can, how can it be, how can it be highly engaged, but what with, but not do well or alternate alternatively how can it do really well just within the home but no hashtag work at all no hashtags work at all if that makes sense yeah yeah so i I think this goes back to the 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 time of day time of day um what hashtags you're using you know we i think we also need to keep in mind too that there are some days that are just going to do better than others you know right um a lot of people are out with the protests right now, they're using Instagram for different purposes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think that a lot of them aren't going to be spending a lot of their time looking at art um, or products for that matter. So, you know, you'll definitely see it kind of ebb and flow, but that's the same like every year with like sales days, like Black Friday and stuff. Some years do better, some years don't. Right. Black, Black Friday never changes, but, you know, people's urge to trample themselves for a DVD player does. <laughs> um <laughs> So I think if we just keep that in mind, and I would encourage anybody to do a test, like do one day if you're bored, like have fun with it. And that's kind of why, like, I know testing stuff probably doesn't sound super fun. Sounds fun to me. Uh, (laughs) Do a post one day and don't put any hashtags at all. Right. Yeah, that's that's you know, that's a great point, because that's what people ask when people ask me, does this color? That was a dog, by the way, that sounded like a fart. She just went, eh. Um, I don't know if it came across, but uh, people ask me, does, you know, what happens if you use this kind of varnish over this or should I, you know, I don't want to mess this painting up. Do I, can I use this medium with this kind of paint? And I always say what we used to do in makeup effects, if you weren't sure of something, do a test. It's, it's easy. Just do a test. And it's like, same goes for this. If you're not sure, try it out, you know, experiment. So makes sense yeah do it do a test and just like remember that if you do a test that fails instagram's not going to close your profile down yeah yeah it might it it might it might alter the algorithm a minute 
but it's definitely, I think, over a long-term thing. It's not like – I don't think the algorithm goes, oh, this was a shit post today. No one's seeing their shit from here on out. <laughs> you right. know, it kind of it kind of changes. It's, it's, it's behavioral changes. Right, right. So one day do a post with no hashtags. See what it does. Yeah, I think that – you know, that's that's one way that I have felt like you're scared to mess up because you don't really understand the algorithm and it's like you don't want to do the wrong thing so you're a little bit like and you, and then you don't take chances and then you don't you know you don't stumble upon that thing that's uh, that's amazing that everybody loves because you're not taking chances and and um you know I can totally relate that to painting as well in the same same way you know uh, yeah, that I think it'd probably be best. I agree with that, and I think it'd probably be best for everyone to like keep in mind the algorithms are never going to go away. Yeah, they they work. Never. They even though even though it doesn't feel like it, and the chronological feed felt like the best thing, the algorithms actually do work. Yes. And I know I'm probably getting some eggs thrown at my door right now <laughs> from someone outside. Fuck you! <laughs> no, that um, you, you made that point uh, point on the last episode that it's like it's actually better. The the algorithm is is better. It's just you know because when you have that many people on there a time a, a, a chronological just would not be possible i yeah if you follow 10,000 people you would that's what you'd have to look at one post every every second or so right. that's 10,000 seconds i don't know how many minutes that is it's just ridiculous just i got like, other shit i want to do <laughs> exactly yeah um so it does it does work to a certain extent and it does reward you if you actually work with it uh, could it be better? Yeah, of course it can. I don't right. want to be like, you know, I'm not going to be running around with the algorithms. Great. Right. Um, but I, I think just to understand that it's always going to be changing. It's never going to go away. And a majority of it is really out of your hands. Right. You know, you can do your best with posts and paying attention to time and the hashtag and making sure you have kick-ass content um, making sure you interact with people. Those are the things you can control. So just focus on those. Whether or right. not one of your followers just says, you know, fuck it, I'm not looking at dark art anymore. I'm only going to pay attention to, you know, whatever, whatever other content they like. You can't control that. Right. You know, and yeah. Unless, yeah. unless you've made sure that you collected every single one of your followers on an email list. Then you could, you know, then send a survey out. Hey, I'm thinking of doing some changes. Where do you interact with me most? Do you like email? Do you like Instagram? Right. Do you like Facebook? Are you on TikTok? That's really the only way I think you can actually kind of learn why people maybe aren't interacting with you anymore. Right. And, and you know, so I, I would focus really on just those things, what you can control. Yeah. That's great advice. That's great life advice too, actually, in yeah. general. Which I should probably, I'll listen to this afterwards so I can hear it and continue to ignore it like I do. <laughs> okay, uh, we're down to the last one here. Josh Clark, our wonderful, one of our wonderful moderators in the group. Uh, that's awesome. I was just listening to the first interview last night and regret not listening to it earlier. I need to finish it today. Such a great discussion. I had started an art content page I call them curated art pages, which you do too, I think. Those kinds of pages are where I have found most of the artists I follow and inspiration. I was wondering if it's worth restarting and building up to share work when there's so many pages out there showing great content like Beautiful Bazaar and Between Mirrors and Creep Machine. Uh, 
Also, what do you think of ArtStation as a platform? It's mostly aimed at game and movie industry, but I've seen some potential for illustration and maybe even fine art. Um, so I'll start with the ArtStation one. I'm a big fan of ArtStation. I do mm. look there quite a lot. I don't know the... anything about ArtStation. I don't even know what it is. Um, it, it's kind of it's one of those art profiles, I guess. I don't want to link it to DeviantArt because that probably sounds horrible. Uh, okay. Um, but it's it's a community like that. Okay. Um, and it, it does, it is kind of, it feels like it's geared towards concept art, 3d modeling, 3d characters, character design mm -hmm. in the kind of game movie world. Um, I've seen fine art on there. I don't know if it's the best place for it or not. You might get some success. They do sell prints. Hmm. So if you sign up as an artist, you can sell prints through them. Okay. I think they actually get them printed for you. Right. So I imagine they'd be. Maybe some of the followers would be like, cool, I like this too. Um, that, that'd be another one of those things where I'd just say, give it a shot. Yeah. You know, if it doesn't do too well, you're not getting anything out of it, you're not having fun, then stop. Um, as far as like a curated page goes, that'd be another one where I would just, it, it, it's, we're definitely past that time where like everybody that jumped onto Instagram early that kind of rode that initial wave up, that wave is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also gone for Facebook. It's gone for a bunch of platforms. The early adopters always get like the best seats right. on, on the bus. Um, <laughs> but I would say just do it anyway. I mean, you know, like, like I said, the, the new profile I started, I think there's 20 followers and I'm pretty sure 20 of them are probably fake bots. I don't know. <laughs> but what, kind of keeps me going is is not necessarily oh i'm gonna grow this really big it's more of like i get to share new stuff you know so if that's what you dig doing i think there'll always be an audience no matter how big or small that audience is because while we're not necessarily making the art it is our tastes and aesthetics right. that are kind of creating that feed mm -hmm. you know so you mentioned beautiful bazaar and between mirrors which i love both of them um, they have their own kind of thing and you can only get that there. Right. You know, a lot of the art gets shared across a lot of platforms, but it's, it's that specific feed between right. has a specific feed. And when you want to see what their aesthetic is, you can find it there. Yeah. So who knows what the next one's going to be. Right. Yeah. So maybe Josh Clark's can find his own niche, ba you know, based on his yeah. taste that people will be into. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, okay. One last question. Cause we're getting, we're at like over an hour and a half now. So, uh, this is a question from me and, um, cause we're done with those questions. Uh, does it, do you think it makes a difference if you have like what, if you have followers that have a lot of followers, do you think it changes your, how well your stuff, uh, goes in the feed you know it's like like if you've got some someone who's got like a million followers that likes and comments on one of your posts is that is that better for you other than the, the fame aspect yeah i i don't know if i i have a feeling that it doesn't hmm. boost you in any way hmm. um with websites it kind of works like that if you connect with a bunch of high profile websites it kind of boosts you up a little bit mm -hmm. i don't think it does that with profiles i think what it would do instead at least what i'm thinking about now is like if i saw like a post of yours and i went to the comments 
and it was, you know, we'll go back to John. It's like John Carpenter, and I see that little blue check mark. I'm probably going to instinctually click his name and go away from your post. Interesting. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and I never I'm thought like, of oh, that. Oh shit! There's a blue check mark. This That's, person's. I, I I've clicked on every blue check mark I, that I've noticed commenting. I have to say that's interesting. So this could know. be an, yeah. <laughs> so this could be an argument for getting your own blue check mark. Right. You know, so you right. you do have enough followers. I don't know what the threshold is. It might be 10k, just like getting insights and stuff right, like that. Right. No, I got a check mark. I got a check mark. Yeah. So that's probably <laughs> happening to you as well. So it might even help you. I would just test it. Go around and comment on oh. a bunch of shit. Damn, see, that's like, again. Snipes. Wait, did I just, I just suggested you snipe a bunch of people's fans. I'm not, like, I'm not above <laughs> sniping. No, I'm just kidding. Go on other people's comments and take all their fans away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just never thought of it. It's so, it's such a trip. I, lo- I love learning new stuff like this. I love, uh, what I love learning about this is that talking to you about this stuff like going into this i had such a bad attitude you know not just you know we i I like i enjoy talking to you but about social media but then after talking to you it's like you talk me off the ledge and then you and you kind of make me see it in a way where it could be fun again and then i get kind of excited about it just like enjoying it you know what i mean that's cool yeah so um i and so i I like learn i like learning about new things when I, because it's like it makes you think differently. That's why I liked learning about art business as much as at first I was like, I don't want, I hate business. I don't want to deal with it. But then when I started learning about how it worked, I started going, oh, I could be, you know, you could come up with creative problem solving with this new way of thinking about things. You know what I mean? So, yeah. 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 I, and I, I think there's definitely a different way to, like, because when, when I was growing up as a kid, I was definitely a big Bill Hicks fan. And he mm-hmm. used to, he used to go off about how marketers just suck oh, and yeah, the worst. Yeah. And, yeah. and so even when I got into marketing, I was just like, oh, I'm sorry, Bill. Yeah, I'm one of the evil ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I definitely think there's a way to get into that and still be disruptive in your own way. And I mean disruptive, like not like dangerous, but like just shaking the system up yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and going in there and being a different style marketer. Right. Learning, learning the tools and learning the tricks and go, okay, cool, this – just because I learned how to make, you know, a badass pizza doesn't mean I need to open a pizza restaurant. Maybe it just means I make badass pizzas at home. Right. <laughs> um, so kind of the same thing. So like, learn the tools, learn the business, and then do it your way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Put your stamp yeah. on it. Find a way to be creative with it. And, exactly. And and then you're you're taking this thing that can really be like a shitty thing, like marketing and. And business, I mean, it could be evil at its worst. You're taking this potentially evil system and then you're kind of making it good in a way. If you're like, you can make it be creative and everyone can feel good about it and everyone gets something out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And what's helped me is, is to kind of go back to like the more and more artists I help, you know, selfishly, that's the more art I get to look at. Right. You know? <laughs> so. I'm I'm doing it for me 100%. Screw all you guys. <laughs> I just entertain me. No. That sounds so horrible. No, I know what that, you're saying though. It's it's great. Yeah, I mean and and that's why I I definitely like these kind of chats is because, you know, like I said art, you know, I I, I gave up painting and drawing years ago. I don't know why. Mm. I I I don't, I don't think I enjoyed it enough 
to sit down for hours. Uh, you didn't enjoy it enough to get you through the 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 shit you have to go through. <laughs> you have to love it because there's parts of it that are just miserable. You know that's why you have it, to totally love it. Exactly, and I I love looking at paintings and I love hearing about how they're done and dissecting them and stuff like that. And, and that, even though like, you know, that, that is actually a profession like art history and art criticism and stuff like that. It just felt like for a long time, it didn't feel like a real thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but you know, I, I do dig that kind of stuff. And so, um, kind of using the, the marketing tools to kind of help people, Right. Kind of gives gives more art to look at and to talk about and other people hopefully to get excited. You know, when I first got into to, to art and horror movies and stuff, it was one of those things where I didn't know anybody else that was into it. Hmm. And so for like a long time, you're kind of like into this thing that you don't get to talk to anybody about. Right. And that's kind of like, eh, that's a little depressing. Yeah. And so to to contribute to these communities and and do whatever you can, you know, you're you're getting back by meeting people. You know, meeting people, making connections. I mean, I've seen over the years artists just become friends with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, um, right. And and that's that's kind of I think the cool part about it. So if marketing is a tool that gets you to those places, then it's it, it can be a pretty badass tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's really you know, the the, the this the cliche of I'm an artist. I don't do marketing. I don't do business. That's, you know, art and business are two different things. Business is evil. Art is good. I mean, this is kind of like outmoded thinking, I think. And and it's and it's more like business and marketing are neutral. They're they're like just like you said, they're like tools. Like you could, you know, you can yeah. take, take a hammer and hit a nail on the wall or you could take a hammer and bash someone over the head. And it's like if you're able, you know, if you're able as an artist to learn marketing and promotion and it's, it, it allows you to uh, make a living at it. Then it's a good tool. That's an amazing tool that you should yeah. love and, and appreciate. You know, I mean, that's huge. That's a huge thing to, to, to be an artist and be able to make a living at it, you know, or to, or to, for, for what you're, you're doing with curating where you're, you're sharing work and helping artists. I mean, you're kind of marketing for all these different artists in a way. It's very, you know, uh, I mean, that's one of the one aspect. Of, it's not like you're, it's not like you're intentionally going, I'm going to market these artists. You're kind of doing it for your enjoyment, but it's like a little added bonus that they're getting eyes on their work that they might not have had otherwise because you are marketing it. Exactly. Yeah. And it also, I think, you know, two, two points to that. Like if, you know, like you said, if, if the marketing helps you get a career or maybe you just get into art marketing because you want to show in Italy one day, mm-hmm. you know, and if someone said, hey, if you learn marketing, we'll get you a show in Italy. I'd jump on that in a second. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't want to learn this thing, but shit, it's going to get me my goal. Yeah. Um, oh, see, now I got to gap out. <laughs> <laughs> art, marketing, promotion. Yeah. Turning art, promotion. a tool, good tool, bad tool neutral tool yeah i think i think it had something to do with the other promotion of stuff Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah i don't definitely go out of my way to say like hey here's here's stuff to buy here's stuff to sell i think it just goes back to that idea of like you know oh hey holy shit check this out right right yeah like um you know i've seen artists that like did collaborations with companies on products and it's a product i'd probably never buy you know, right? Yeah, but yeah. I I think it'd still be cool to share it because oh holy shit look at this, right? 
you know, it's still kind of that thing to, to, to like push it out there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, also for, for, um, creep machine, you know, you have a reputation now. It's like, uh, anybody that's followed you from the early days knows that you're, you have good taste in art. So, you know, when you, when you're, when you're promoting stuff that you love, then people are going to love you for who you are. <laughs> it, it sounds weird to say, but they, you know, you're going to attract the people that like what you're doing, and then they're going to like you for you because you have good taste. They're going to like you for what you like, instead yeah. of. Um, I don't know how I even got on this subject, but it's like I guess it's it's the you know the idea of you're sharing stuff for popularity or because someone's paying you money you know then it's like yeah yeah and there's there's been a few a few times where like in the early in the early years of like running the the creep machine instagram people would call me out like oh you're just doing this for attention i'm like you guys don't even know what i look like (laughs) you know what i mean like how am i getting attention out of this um like my name's not there i hardly ever show my face (laughs) um it's more of and I've tried to quit many times and, you know, I've had friends kind of take over yeah. running it. And I, I think there's just that urge. Like, I think there's just some people that make stuff and then there's some people that just have to say, holy shit, look at this. Right, right. And yeah. I'm always going to be one of those people that's like, holy shit, look at this. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we need and so, people like you. Yeah. And it, it, like I said, I mean, the, the, the bonus for this is it like just enriches my life. You know, if I never spent time looking at art, I'd never know, holy shit, I have to buy that poster. Right. You know, I mean, there was even a, a period in the past couple of weeks where I, I found an Instagram post. And I was like, oh, man, I got to get this poster. And it was sold out. <laughs> oh, really? Like, oh, shit, I got to be looking at this more, <laughs> you know. And so it just in the whole process of, of sharing art and curating and whatnot, you kind of find more things you're into. It just that that's what I was going to say is the more and more artists that you share and learn and get to know, it kind of makes the whole world smaller, mm-hmm. which is, is in, in a good way. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. like. I mean, like today, I told you before we got on here, I had a chat with an artist that I've known for 10 years that's in the UK. That wouldn't have happened, you know, if I said, I'm never going to share art. Right. So it's it's kind of making my world bigger or smaller. I think it's smaller. Yeah, it's bringing these artists that you never would have contacted into your, like, close circle. So it's kind of like, you know... You're, you're you're able to you know talk to this person on the phone in person and or, or Skype or whatever so it's yeah exactly and then you find out like holy shit they grew up watching zombie movies too this yeah. is awesome <laughs> um, so that's definitely kind of I, one of the bonus and the most enriching things and I think artists also can do this with their social media as well yeah. you know I've I've learned of a lot of artists because of you know uh, what you've talked about and other artists have talked about you know it's 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 like that friend that introduced you to a band, you know, and then some other friend was like, oh, I like that band. But then there's also this one, too. Right. And it creates that kind of spider web where you just learn all this shit. Right, right. Yeah. It's community. And and here we are back to community. <laughs> have you seen uh, have you seen that show Halt and Catch Fire? Is it on Netflix? It is on Netflix. It was an AMC show. I just started watching it again because I watched it when it first came out. And I don't remember... I think they came out with another season, so enough time has passed to where I don't remember it at all, other than I liked it. And it's about, it's like a fictionalized version of a 
like a clone PC, the company that, 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 you know, start in their garage and they make this kind of clone PC. And it's like, uh, it's just, it's really, it's, it's, it's really interesting because now they're at the point where they're like, they made the first chat room and one person, one of the partners is, thinks that video games are the way to go. And the other person's like, no, the community, the community, the chat room communal thing is really going to be huge. I see people talking and um, uh, just, you know, talking about community again, reminded me of that show. And I was thinking, I bet Josh might like that show. Cause it's all like, you know, I like it cause it's like nerdy. I love shows about, how they start, you know, how, how computers were developed and like the, the, you know, the business end of it, people fighting yeah. and, and, and all the underhanded shit they had to do to get the thing released and stealing each other's code. And I mean, I, it's a good show anyway. You might like it though. So it's halt, on... halt and catch fire. Yeah. Which apparently, okay. apparently is some computer term for turning down the main, shutting off the main processor of a, I don't know. Maybe it's old, but it it also takes place in like the the early '80s, so it's like a period piece, which is also really uh, cool. So the music's cool. There's all this cool like '80s punk in it, and a lot of members only jackets. I <laughs> there's there was a lot of like you know uh, striped collared shirts, like short sleeve, like OP. Um, do you remember OP or that, shirts? Was it that the alligator, the eyes on? Oh yeah, no, no. This is. I think it's. This is more my era than your era. It's like you know, I grew up in. Uh, I think I'm like, I don't know, ten years older than you, maybe. I'm not sure how old you are, but I think nine. Okay, so it's 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 maybe a little more my era, but but it is it's cool. It's all the '80s stuff is pretty is pretty fun. I think you might check yeah, like it though. So you should check it out. It's good good acting, good writing. I'll check it out. I definitely need something new to watch. I think I'm on my fifth go round of the Ash versus Evil Dead series. Oh, really? I, I just I just keep watching. It. I haven't. I I started watching it and it was really good. And it was one of those ones where I got distracted and never went back to it, and I, I totally forgot it existed. But people love that show. It's great, and I think because I'm working on the computer so much, and I know you do this as well, mm-hmm. where you just put something on in the background to listen to. Yep. And that's one of those things where I'm like, cool, I don't need to spend too much time paying attention because I've seen it so right. many times. Yeah, yeah. And then there's those cool points where I can laugh and, yeah. oh, here's that, here's my favorite part. So yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just on like an endless loop. That's I just did that with The Office again. It's like I, last time I watched the, the Office all the way through all nine seasons. Oh, geez. I, I was like, I'm never going to watch this show again. I know. I mean, I was a big fan of it when it first came out and I kept watching it. It, was, it became comfort food. And the last time I watched it, I was like, I, I've seen enough of The Office. I love it, but I'm done. And then I just put it on the other day, like randomly <laughs> yes. for some reason. And I watched the whole fucking nine seasons again, like straight through. Just on in the background, though, you know, because I was like, t- totally got into it. So funny. I love binging, though, man. I'm all, oh, yeah. all about binging. It's just the same with my food. It's like I cannot savor things. I just have to, like, eat it all. I'm just like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. My wife has constantly remarked. She's like, you should probably chew. Yeah, I do. My wife too. I'm like, no. <laughs> um, especially when it comes to like Mexican food. I can't. Oh, yeah. I can't help it. Oh, man. I love Mexican food. It's so good. I love it. We got, you know, on, on the California, we got some great Mexican food too. It, it's it, Cal- like living in California, the food that's available to us has, has kind of made it hard for me to move out. Yeah. Right. Yep. Are you, are you ever, have you thought about moving out? 
Um, I've, I, I do have friends in other parts of like on opposite sides of the U.S. Or, or now even other parts of the country that are kind of like, hey, come check this out for a while. But I'm like, okay, how how's your food over there? <laughs> right. Pizza's like, oh, well, good. On the yeah, East Coast. pizza's good. <laughs> this, this isn't so good. Um, it, it's definitely something that I'd want to do, I think. It's just, you know, I, I haven't gotten to that point where you can kind of be like, yeah, I can pack up and go where I want. Yeah. Um, I think that's just even tough. Even if you're self-employed, you know, like if you're an artist, you have a ton of shit you got to bring everywhere. True. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't just pick up and move. Um, I got roots now though. Personally, it's like I could, I could live anywhere. I could find the cheapest place to live and just do art. Cause I do most of my work online. But yep. I've got, I got grandkids now. I got dogs. I've got, family it's like it's it ain't gonna happen i've given up on that ever happening i'm gonna be here i'm probably in this house the rest of my life but that's cool i'm happy yeah i mean it's it's not a bad thing and i i do think that after you know this whole coronavirus thing hopefully goes away at some point i think people are going to change their behaviors if they can right you know with traveling more trying new things hopefully yeah maybe yeah 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 i was thinking oh no what Maybe we'll see a resurgence of people getting excited about painting and right. creating art again and appreciating artists. I mean, I'm sure you've seen that meme that went around where it was like the top five yeah. non-essential jobs and number one was artists. I'm like, <laughs> yep. come on, let's do the lockdown again with no art, no music, no video games, right, no movies. Exactly, right? Talk about no reason to live. That that I sh- I reshared that I don't did if, did you see mine because it had it's like I reshare because I kept seeing it so I didn't share the actual image I shared a post that someone made of that image and then this person dressed up like a like a stereotypical French artist with a beret going yeah. like with like a little uh, I don't know what those mustache like a little pencil mustache like a like a stereotypical French artist going like why you know or excuse me or something yeah which made it even funnier i thought Ridiculous. yeah if, if i had to be trapped in a house with no art on the walls for this lockdown yeah i, I would yeah i was someone th- would see me running down the street <laughs> diaper I, on my head just crazy talking to myself <laughs> that's what i was thinking if one thing might come out of it is people might learn to really value the the gallery experience more yeah when they can't go to the gallery, when you can only see it online now, people, you know, might be like, you know what, it's better in person. You know that that really is, you know, we've taken that for granted now that we can't have it. I'm kind of hoping that comes out of it at least. But LA's got a pretty active art community, though. That's not really an issue here. People... Yeah, it's it's one of the things that has made me contemplate moving down there quite a few times, but. Mm. Uh, it's LA. I know, but you could be like me. It's like where you live now from what you're describing is like probably, you know, kind of like where I live now where it's like suburban. It's not, you would never know it was LA. They shoot stuff here because it looks like it's in Ohio. Cause it's like old craftsmen homes and yeah, you know, kids running around. It's really, you would never know you were in LA except for the smog. Which I heard is cleaning up pretty well now that like yeah. our people aren't driving too much. Oh man, the, the very beginning of the quarantine, it was like I can't remember the last time I saw a sky that clear. It was so amazing. Yeah, Ho- hopefully it stays like that. I know, I know. Hopefully a lot of things 
change after this, but that's another discussion. I've already, you were almost at two hours. I don't want to take advantage of, of your valuable time. I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I really enjoy talking to you. You have a great, you know, aside from your knowledge, you have just like a good positive energy about you and it, and it, and it makes me feel better after I talk to you. So. Awesome. Thank you. After, <laughs> after we hang up, I'm going to be on social media yelling at everybody. <laughs> Fucking motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. I've had enough good for one day. <laughs> so, yeah. So thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Uh, I know people are going to love this episode as you know, it, it, it got off to a, a little bit of a rocky start because I was getting all angsty about how horrible online was, but um, there was some really amazing, a lot of amazing little little nuggets that you can't list. That's what's good about the other uh, uh, episode we did too. It's like it's not like you went through a list. You did kind of go through a list of things to do, but it's like the things in between the list that you just kind of mention are also very important. The nuggets, the little treasures. You know? and, and there are also things too, which I appreciate this kind of format is because a lot of times there are things that I don't even actively think about. Right. You know, Until where you're if someone about them. <laughs> yeah. If someone did say, Hey, give me, you know, top 20 do's and don'ts. I could do that. But a lot of like those little situations wouldn't pop up. Right. With kind of like, Oh, and you can do this too. Or, and you should do that. Right. And that, that comes from like you asking questions. Right. Well, yeah. The, the blue check I thing we talked about was like, the one for me on this one was like, that's such a crazy thing. I would have never thought of unless we got into that conversation about blue checks. Yeah. It's one that I <laughs> didn't think of either. It, it more made me realize that, Holy crap, that's what I do. You right. Know, who's right. this person? <laughs> yeah. Excellent. All right. Okay. We're going to keep going if we keep going. Okay. Thanks again. <laughs> I appreciate it. Everybody, you know, the spiel, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash dark art society. Um, and join for a dollar a month and and uh, get in the face secret Facebook page that's days are probably numbered once we get the the website is so great and it's gonna be even better. I sound like Donald Trump. We have this beautiful <laughs> website. it's so good but <laughs> we're, we're eventually that's another issue. okay, so thank you everybody I'm, I'm you know I'm on caffeinated water here. Um, <laughs> so yeah that's it thanks josh we'll have you again on again if you want to come on i uh, you know i think it's good to check in with you every so often since you're the the uh, uh the official art historian and online social media guru for the dark art society i just named you that if you know uh, i just made you official if, i'm gonna get a, a name badge it'll it'll be fucking huge <laughs> whether you like whether you like it or not yeah <laughs> all right Thanks, man. All right, thanks. Say goodbye to everybody. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.